Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, what a week that's been in the piping scene. And yes, you might have guessed it by the, the title of this week's episode. Kind of does give away uh, who we're going to be talking to, I guess. Yeah, but we'll get into all of that. So, yes. If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And, of course, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. So, if you would like to get your mitts on loads of extra stuff, then you can do. Just go over there, click on support and be part of the Patreon faithful, and you get your hands on all of that cool stuff. Right, that's the introductions out of the road. Uh, So, yeah, can we say that our listener mail, that we kick the show off each week... um, it's been kind of really busy over there on listener mail, but everyone who has emailed us in do not want their emails read out on the show. Uh, I'm not even joking. Uh, yeah, I think pretty much every email we've received in since last week's episode, um, everyone has said, Rab, don't read this on the show, but I think... I think this, this, this. So um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to give some broad opinions on this week's show. I reckon this will be quite a spicy podcast. Uh, So I hope you're sitting down with uh, a glass of milk or something to kind of take the burn off. Because there's going to be some opinions thrown around. Including my own. Uh, I've been accused in the past for sitting on the fence. So I'm definitely not sitting on the fence for this one. Uh, Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. It's going to be a spicy podcast. Uh, yeah. So, but well, yes, that kind of takes care of the beginning of the show, I guess. Our listener mail is always, is always open to you folks. Uh, bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email address. Bigrabshow at gmail.com. And as I said, it has been kind of really busy over there on the correspondence front. We've been getting a lot of emails from folks from around the pipe and scene and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of you folks out there don't want me to read your comments, thoughts, or th- or theories, or any of that kind of stuff. But um, definitely, there's a lot of feeling out there in the piping scene. So we're going to try and reflect that in this week's pod. So we'll get into all of that. But thank you to everyone who did make contact with us. Uh, you know, whether you wanted your name or your email read out or not, we do appreciate the contact and the correspondence back and forth. There's been some real valuable conversations with ourselves and the Rab Show team. Uh, so it's been some real valuable input from a lot of listeners to the podcast. So just to let you know that we've received your emails, uh, we do appreciate the feedback and, the you know, the commentary, I guess, on what's going on in the piping scene. And we will talk about it. Uh, yeah, I, I keep saying that, you know, we're, we're, mm, 
Let's get on with the pod, right? Before I get completely lost in the woods, uh, <clears throat> we'll get into it and all the news and updates and stuff. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for Listener Mail. If you do have any thoughts or opinions of your own that you would like to have on the show here, then you can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And again, if you don't want those thoughts and opinions read out on the show, then that's quite okay as well. Uh, you can do as everyone else has done and say, Rab, don't read this on the show. But what do you hear this? Yeah, uh, so you can do that. Or, of course, the best way to do it is on our weekly drone feature. Yeah, go over there at abigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone and you can, yeah, let us know your thoughts and feelings completely anonymously and we can talk about it here on the show. Yeah, there you are. All right, well, listener mail aside, uh, yeah, let's get into the next feature on the show, I guess. You guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. <laughs> Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Anger. Yeah, this week's Word of the Week is anger. Now, the reason it is anger is because we're going on the correspondence that we've received here at Rab Show. Uh, not giving off at us, by the way. Uh, if anything, singing our praises that we're tackling the big topics. Uh, but there is a genuine anger out there among... All sorts of pipers and drummers, bands, men, women, all over the place uh, who are genuinely angry of the current situation that things are in. Of course, we're talking about, you know, following the cancellation of the British Championships, but also the recent news story that dropped uh, from PipesDrums.com, but also a lot of bands would have received the papers, uh, you know, the order papers and stuff, as they call them, for the upcoming annual general meeting. We'll talk more about that, of course, in the news and updates. Uh, But yeah, as these papers dropped, it really seemed to rub people the wrong road. And a lot of people in the piping scene are now, they're not past, they're not frustrated anymore. They're not confused anymore, which used to be the case. You know, we used to be confused and wanting answers. We're past that. I think we're absolutely past that. We have a full understanding of what's going on. And uh, yeah, I think the genuine feeling out there is uh, this week's word of the week, which is anger. There is a big feeling of anger across the piping scene. Uh, So hmm, I'm just going to let that sit there and let it percolate for a little bit. You'll find out exactly what all the anger is all about as we get into all of the news and updates, I've no doubt. Uh, But I'm sure a lot of people listening right now were probably nodding their head going, yep. I agree with you, Rap. Yeah, a lot of very angry people out there, and they're all contacting us in the show. So, uh, yeah, we'll do our best to re- reflect that feeling, I suppose, in this show and explain why folks are angry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there you go. That's this week's Word of the Week, anger. <laughs> if you do have a suggestion for your own Word of the Week, I guess you can go over there to Patreon and suggest one over there if you are a Patreon subscriber. Or even at that, yeah, you can email us in, bigrabshow@gmail.com. And you never know, your suggestion for Word of the Week may well be included. But uh, yeah, this week's one is quite a negative one, anger. But there you are, that's where we are, I guess. Oh dear. Right, I think from that point, uh, yeah, you guessed it. I think it's time for me to probably go and swan off for a wee bit, but I'll be right back in a wee second or two. Don't be getting too angry at me now. (laughs) Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. 
Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. And I'm back again. And yeah, I have to say, I do know a lot of people will be saying, Here, Rob, we've no weekly drone this week. Uh, no, we don't, to answer your question real quick. We do not have any weekly drones, which is kind of strange at the same time. As I did mention earlier, uh, Rob Show email box has been, yeah, flourishing this last while. We've got a wealth of mail in from people, uh, but nobody wants it broadcast, uh, which is kind of a... Yeah, it it is a testament to how there is a genuine fear out there of people of talking about these things in the piping scene for fear of recrimination. So we do hope that we'll try and be your voice. But the best way to get your voice on the show is to do it through Weekly Drone, as I've said before. It's completely anonymous. There is no identifying factors. There's no names. There's no bands. There's no geographical locations. Nothing like that. So, yeah, you can let your... Anger flow, I guess, <laughs> and have a good moan and drone over there on Weekly Drone. So, yeah, JD gets another week off, uh, but yeah, there's no Weekly Drone this week. So if you would like to let us have it, if you can do, go over to our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. And uh, I dare say this week's episode will generate a few after we start getting into the thoughts and opinions, especially my own, uh, which I'm, mm, I'm going to hang myself out to dry on a few of these topics, but hey, we'll get there. Anyway, so yeah, no Weekly Drone this week. Right, I think it's time for What's the Crack, isn't it? Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi Rob, what's the crack this week? 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 Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Yes, we have a couple of new outfits of brand new drums, first of all. Uh, from the British Drum Company, of course, we have that reveal of the Red Hot Chili Pipers, and also the City of Invercargill have new drums as well. We'll talk about that, of course. Details of the Ulster solos is available now on the RSPBANI site, including details of where you can get your entries in, so we'll talk more about the Ulster solos that are coming up. The Uist and Barra Invitational solos are coming up on March 4th, we'll talk all about that. And of course, as we've already mentioned there, the order papers for the RSPBA AGM, which is happening on the 11th of March, were released to bands ahead of the meeting, so they can delve through the detail of what's going to be discussed and. uh there's a lot to unpack here, and we'll get into that on all of the news and updates. Yeah, there's a serious amount here. 
Plus, we had a lot of piping and drumming happening in Australia and New Zealand as well. Plus, we had solo piping happening in the Ardmore Cup. So we'll talk all about that. Lots of great piping and drumming action over this past weekend. And just another thing is that, yeah, there's a brand new book coming out from Stephen McWhorter. Yeah, and we'll hear about that, of course, in the news and updates. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for What's the Crack this week. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Okay, time for all the news and updates and let's start with those drums, shall we? Yeah, now I don't know if you guys are like me, but I love looking at all the different kinds of drum finishes and stuff that various different bands around the world can find themselves playing. And of course, we did mention it on last week's show about the... 10-year deal that the Red Hot Chili Pipers have uh, yeah, put in place now with the British Drum Company. Yeah, which a decade long. Oh, that, that's oh, it's incredible. So we talked about that on last week's show. Uh, so at that point, we hadn't actually seen the drums. But right now, you can go on the British Drum Co. Uh, social media and they have photos of these incredible drums all over the place. And can I say that they look gorgeous. Now, now they have an axial snare drum, of course. And they have a drum kit as well. And they do give you the details of the full setup of the kit as well. So, But just to let you know, they look absolutely blistering, as you would expect. Uh, but th- they were a colour I weren't expecting, if I'm honest. It's a scarlet ash burst finish. Hmm. These are beautiful. And, you know, I I know last week I joked about it, saying, oh, there'll be flames up the side or something. Uh, but no, these look the business. All right, so do yourself a favor, go along to the British Drum Co. on their social media and have a look at these drums uh, that are being outfitted to the Red Hot Chilies. Yeah, these are going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see them under the lights, you know, on a big stage somewhere playing at a festival or that. These are really going to pop. So, yeah, shout out to the British Drum Co. These drums look incredible. And, yeah, shout out to the Chili Pipers as well. Dead exciting. All right. Another band that also got another set of new drums is the City of Invercargill pipe band down there in New Zealand. Yeah, of course, this is ahead of the Nationals, which is coming up, actually, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, New Zealand Nationals. Not long, not long. Uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, We are still waiting on details on live streams and stuff, uh, but we have been told by the association that the live stream, uh, there's been quite an investment there. Uh, So we are expecting an upgrade yeah, an upgraded version of the live stream of the Nationals from what we're used to. So as to what that would entail, no idea. Uh, but it's fantastic to see that a pipe band association is investing in this infrastructure. And uh, yeah, a live stream of their national championships in a couple of weeks' time. Really looking forward to that. Anyway, let's get back to the drums. <laughs> City of Invercargill, of course. Yeah, they have a full outfit of snares, tenors, bass, of course, from Andante. Now, these drums are electric blue, I think, with black hardware. I think it's electric blue. I think it's what the color I want to call it. But, yeah, it's like blue that kind of fades to black. And Oh, these are beautiful. Yeah, honestly, they really do stand out. So, uh, yeah, congratulations. Full new set of drums just ahead of the Nationals. They look 
absolutely killer. They're brilliant. So go along and check that out. City of Invercargill Pipe Band. Congratulations on your new drums. Really looking forward to seeing you on the grass, actually, for Nationals. Uh, so from what I can remember from reading the draw a few weeks ago, uh, Invercargill is sending five different bands, I think. And I'm right in saying that. Grade 1, 3, there's 1 and 4B, Juvenile A, Juvenile B, many sad. That is five, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. So, I don't know. Maybe this is stuff that Rab got wrong. But I do think Invercargill have five different bands that will be on the grass at Nationals. So there you are. So that is just around the corner, actually. So as we do hear more information, of course, about that live stream as we were talking about, yeah, we will let you folks know where you can go and tune in, of course, because we'll be tuning in ourselves. Yeah, total fans. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the city of Invercargill. Beautiful, flashy new drums from Andante there. Class. Right, well, now that this is the 1st of March that I'm recording this, I have to give a shout-out to the National Piping Centre. Throughout all the month of February, and their hashtag, PipesOut23, have to say, was a roaring success. But We've been a supporter of this initiative since the beginning, since the start of February, and we've been following it each and every day, and it's just been fantastic. Now, what makes it equally fantastic is that you need to go to their YouTube channel, because if you did manage to miss a day here or there, Or, yeah, you can go watch the entire thing back again. Every single day, they uploaded it onto YouTube. So you can go back and watch each video in turn. There's a lot of real valuable information on there. Uh, A lot of good crack, too, as well. Uh, So... Yeah, just wanted to give full credit to the National Piping Centre there. That was such a great initiative and a serious amount of work as well. So, yeah, just full congrats. Yeah, hashtag PipesOut23, a roaring success. Shout out to Dan Evans and everyone else there at the team at the National Piping Centre. It was just fantastic. What a great initiative that was. So I did mention that there was plenty of piping and drumming action over the past weekend. I have to give a shout to the uh, well, the social media account Black Bear, who published a lot of different videos of performances from the competition in Victoria in Australia. Now I'm going to completely butcher the name of this place, but it's called Wendery. When Wendery? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This is stuff that Rab got wrong. Uh, but yeah, we had lots of great performances, including Hawthorne. We also had Scots College on there. A wealth of other bands. Ballarat Grammar School were there. Halliburry Pipes and Drums. There was a lot. All right, a serious amount of piping and drumming there. Uh, City of Melbourne were there too. So, here we go. I'm going to start naming names, and then I'm going to start annoying people because I forget them or forget to mention them. So. Just shout out to everyone there at the Windery competition in Victoria. If you are interested in catching that action, you can go to Black Bear on social media. They've published a lot of those performances up there. And yeah, I would recommend actually going and listening to the Hawthorne Pipe Band Medley performance in Grade 2. Yeah, Hawthorne are sounding really good at the moment. Yeah, so just have a listen to it, trust me. And it's, yeah, shout out to Hawthorne, really enjoyable performance there. And shout out to Black Bear as well for recording all of those performances for us. So that was fantastic, yeah. So not only in, uh, yeah, Australia, but there was also a piping competition there in New Zealand. Uh, The CNI contest, to be exact. I think in Auckland, would I be right in saying that? I think the correct pronunciation of the place it was at is called T-Aura. T-Aura or something. I I can't pronounce these things. Ah, I don't know. I'm going to get angry emails now for places I can't pronounce. Apologies. Uh, but yes, it is known as the CNI competition. So there you are. So if you are interested, there's tons of great photographs, actually, thanks to the Celtic Kiwi on social media. So again, we have shared those out on our uh, Facebook page and all the rest. And there is a few video clips as well from the competition there. Uh, so yeah, just a lot of great piping and drumming action happening there. Uh, j- j- yeah, 
shout out to the Celtic Kiwi for sharing all of that with us. Now, of course, we've shared out all the results and everything there from those competitions. If you do want to find out who won what, you can go and check that out on our socials. Yeah. Now, I did mention about the Ardmore Cup Invitational event, which happened in February uh, the 25th there, this past weekend. Well, this was all held in Waterford, of course, and big invitational events and... Let's talk about the winners, shall we? Winning the medley piping competition went to Fred Morrison. Fred Morrison! Yep, the legend, Fred Morrison, the Jimi Hendrix of the bagpiping world, picked up the medley there. Yeah. Uh, in second place in the medley went to Angus McCall. Third was Connor Sinclair. Fourth, Chris Earls. And fifth was Alan Tully. Yeah. Now, you're looking at the MSR at the Ardmore Cup. MSR went to Connor Sinclair. Yes, well done, Connor. Uh, Willie McCallum finished second. Fred Morrison finishing third. Fourth was Alan Tully. And fifth was Ashley McMichael. There you are. So quite a number of good names in there, for sure. A lot of big names, I would say. Yeah, so what a fantastic invitational event there. That One of which I think did kind of slip under the radar for us here at Rab Show. So apologies, folks. We didn't give you a heads up there. Uh, but yeah, just well done to everyone involved. Hopefully we'll keep a track of this event in future. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, everyone there at the Ardmore Cup. Yeah. So again, talking about piping competitions, we did mention the Uist and Barra Invitational Piping Solo Piping event is actually just around the corner. Yeah, March fourth. It's going to be happening in the National Piping Centre. And yeah, I think there was a bit of a news story on PipesDrums.com about this, saying that there was three big names actually had withdrawn from this event, which is kind of unusual. Doesn't happen often, but when it does, it draws headlines. I guess uh, we had Callum Beaumont. Uh, Ronnie McLeod and Willie McCallum had all had to withdraw from competition due to various different reasons. I think they have it in the report here that Callum uh, Bowman actually had a work commitment that he couldn't miss, unfortunately. Uh, so, hey, it's one of these things, you know. Uh, so, but looking at the lineup though for this invitational event this weekend, we have Sandy Cameron, Jamie Forrester, Finley Johnson, uh, Angus D. McCall, Angus J. McCall. We have Sarah Muir, uh, John Mulhern, Connor Sinclair, Ian Spears, and Craig Sutherland. There you are. So, say this is all happening in the National Piping Centre. This, I think, this event uh, was essentially all but cancelled throughout the course of the pandemic, and I think this is now the triumphant return of this event. So, it's brilliant to see it back again. So, that's the Eust and Barra, yeah, invitational solo event happening in the National Piping Centre. Of course, we hope to report on the results next week of who won what. There you are. Now, I know people will always be asking us, is there a live stream? Can we watch it online? Uh, we haven't seen any details of that, actually, so we don't know. We think it's uh, in-person only for this one. Uh, so, yeah, to our international folks who maybe can't make it, apologies. But, yeah, that's where we are with that one. So there you go. Just Barra and, uh, yeah, invitational competition coming up this weekend. Speaking of this weekend, of course, it is the Kids with Cancer charity night in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. Now, I think we have talked at length about this fantastic event and we cannot wait for it to open its doors. Yeah, uh, not only will we have the legendary Fred Morrison on stage. Oh, my God. Yep. Fred will be there. Uh, we also have a band from Inverarian District. Now, we're not we're not saying it's the full band. I think uh, there's a few members who can't make it, but I think they have about 25 to 30 members, actually, from Inverary who are making the journey across. Uh, so, yeah, Inverarian District Pipe Band going to be in sunny Cookstown this weekend, raising lots of money for the Children's Cancer Unit there in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. Now... Not only Inverary and Fred Morrison, uh, but you're going to have a wealth of other soloists and musicians throughout the night. It's going to be 
such a great pre-season gather-up. And uh, ourselves on the Big Rab Show, actually, we are going to be there producing an episode of the pod, as always. Uh, but uh, also, we're going to be helping out with an online online live auction. So if you do want to tune in, uh, I think at a quarter to 11 p.m. here in the UK, uh, yeah, we'll be live streaming online where you can actually tune in and bid on items that are available. You know, things like practice chanters, drum pads, sticks, Things like that, you know, that were coming handy this time of year. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of an online auction. As well, if you can uh, check out Gary Smith on his social media, there is an online uh, auction at the moment for an Andante snare drum. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a silent auction, I think. Uh, so, yeah, for more information, of course, you can check us out in the Rab Show and socials. Uh, we've shared out all the details, of course, of this upcoming event. But, but, yeah, we're stupidly excited for this. Lots of great thumping, bagpiping and drumming, but all for a great cause. Uh, so, yeah, raising money for that children's cancer unit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every year we support this event as much as we can. And, yeah, we hope you guys can too. We hope to see you there. And if you do uh, go to Cookstown for this event, then bring some cash with you as well you know either buy a pint at the bar or yeah throw a pint or two in at the bucket before the end of the night you know it is a charity fundraiser and we're trying to raise as much money as possible so yeah there you are take part in the auction and all that good stuff and i can't wait it's going to be very exciting so no doubt next week's podcast will be from the the kids with cancer night i have no doubt uh yeah i'll be running about like i need you with a microphone chatting to everybody i can't wait so excited so excited Alrighty, well, I have to talk about a news story that's continuing to develop. Remember here on Rab Show Pod, we broke the story a while ago that uh, BBC Radio Scotland are looking at their music content, specialist music content, and it was suggested or rumoured at the time that BBC Scotland's Pipeline show could possibly be on the chopping block. And even the Carnuth piping program as well for BBC Alba could well be on the chopping block. And there was some genuine concern from piping fans out there that, yeah, we could lose these radio shows as a result. And, yeah, as well, following that, Simon McCurl, uh, who's heavily involved in the piping scene, obviously had started an online petition to stop that from happening. To date, over 10,000 people around the world have signed this online petition. And as a result, it actually ended up in the Scottish Parliament, where Finlay MacDonald from the National Piping Centre and Simon McCurl himself both ended up in Scottish Parliament talking about yeah, the need to preserve these programmes on BBC Radio Scotland. So, yeah, shout out to Finlay and to Simon both who presented the case really well. You can actually go back and you can watch this being presented at Scottish Parliament on YouTube. So, yeah, quite a detailed argument. And at the end of it, yeah, I think you'll come away with the conclusion just seeing just quite how important these programs are culturally. Uh, So, yeah, just wanted to mention that, that it's happening. It's still percolating in the background, I guess, and... Yeah, we have no real clear direction at the moment from BBC Scotland. Uh, We do know that there is meetings behind the scenes for cost-cutting measures at BBC. You just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, So I guess as this story continues to develop, we'll certainly let you folks know if there is any decisions been made. But just to let you know that this past weekend it was discussed in the Scottish Parliament and a case was presented to the preservation of these. So yeah, here's hoping. Yeah.
Okay, I want to briefly mention uh, that the Ulster solos have been announced. Uh, yeah, we mentioned that must the crack, of course. They're going to be held in Lisnagarvey High School in Lisburn, the same uh, location, actually, where the All-Ireland solos were this few weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, the Ulster solos happening on the 22nd of April. And if you are interested in competing at this event, you have up until the 31st of March to get your entry forms in. Now, for all of your syllabus and your playing requirements, all that jazz, it's all up there now on the RSP. RSPBA Northern Ireland website, rspbani.org. Get your entry forms in before the 31st of March. I think that's very strict on that one. So, yeah, any late stragglers will not be included. So there you are, Ulster Solos, just around the corner. That's very exciting. Right, well, you might think to yourself that, ah, you know, we're flying through these news stories rightly here, and we're going to be into the topic of the week before we know it. Um, <clears throat> well, I think we've left the best to last. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we needed a bit of time to talk about this. Now, we have told you on previous Big Rab shows that we are waiting for an annual general meeting of the RSPBA, which we know is scheduled to take place on the 11th of March in a hybrid fashion. It'll be in person, of course, in Washington Street in Glasgow for some, uh, but for those who can't travel or attend, they can tune in online. So that's on the 11th of March, around the corner. And as a result of this upcoming meeting, RSPBA have the responsibility to publish their order papers in advance of the meeting to give bands and memberships uh, yeah, their opportunity to have a good dig through everything that's going to be discussed and then they can form their own opinions and bring it to the AGM to be discussed. Uh, at this meeting, there will also be very important votes on certain proposals as well of roles of responsibilities. And we'll get into all of that now. The report that was published on pipesdrums.com detail what were in these papers. Now, the first thing that I want to tackle is the financial position of the RSPBA. Now, we did talk about this before, about over the course of the pandemic with no money coming in and still asking bands to pay their fees, um, which has now become a bit of a meme online. Uh, pay your fees, pay your dues, pay your fees. Uh, so it has become a bit of a mantra. I guess. Well, now it seems to have been working uh, for RSPBA because uh, looking at the financial report, things are becoming really quite healthy. Uh, they have 631 grand worth of assets, uh, so that's actually increasing from previous years, but they also have a cash liquidity, but you hear this, of 323 and a half grand. 323 grand. Wow. There you are. So that's yeah, after pandemic and everything and, you know, the shutdown that almost paralyzed the pipe band world, all of it, they're sitting with over 300 grand in the bank. Now, I'm going to start giving my own opinion here at this point, right? Whenever you're looking at this uh, report and everything from pipesdrums.com and they start talking about the various different major championships, some of which ran at a high profit, but others that ran at a loss... It does pose the question about the British Championships for 2023. Now, we did talk about this in the show, about the cancellation, of course. We dedicated an episode to it uh, where we talked about that situation and just how dire it was where they weren't able to secure a sponsor to come in uh, and help pay for everything. Yeah, so the the cost of running the event was just too high and uh, the council area at that time just couldn't afford it and had to back out. Had to pull the plug and said, look guys, it's too dear, we can't afford it, we can't run the British here, uh, you'll have to go somewhere else. 
they went to go somewhere else and the price that they were asking for was just too expensive by the looks of things and they weren't able to secure anywhere that could afford that cost. Now, my own opinion is, now this is, I don't know, I'm not a financial mind by any means. I don't know how big contracts work on all of this. I even don't know how the organization of a, a competition or a games works. But whenever you see this report with over 300 grand in the bank, could the RSPBA have afforded to run the British Championships themselves for a year? You know, if, if they've managed to secure a venue and then pay for everything themselves for one competition out of the five majors to have one of them coming out of the actual bank account, could that have been possible? Was it even suggested? Was it talked about? Was it say, here, lads, we've got over 300k in the bank here. We could possibly run this. I know it's going to cost us. You know, we're going to run it at a huge loss. Uh, we're going to be out of pocket. But at least we'll crown a British champion. We'll still have the five majors for our Champion of Champions award. This is my opinion, folks. Now, I, I know... I'm probably going to be shot down in flames for this, but this is honestly my thinking. Whenever I first read this report on Pipestrums.com and the financial situation of RSPBA, it's huge, positive news. To see that things are so financially solvent, it's just brilliant to see. You know, bands are clearly paying their dues, and the gate-takings at events this past year and with all their sort of financial dealings behind the scenes, things are very healthy. Over 300 k in the bank is absolutely brilliant. But... I would stress that we're now a championship down, and to be able to rescue it from the waves, could RSPBA have stepped in here and possibly paid to run the event themselves? Now, I do know there's possibly people listening to the pod right now, including folks who actually are in RSPBA HQ, probably on the board of directors, listening right now and are screaming at their podcast player going, Rob, you're full of rubbish! Well, yes, I probably am full of rubbish. I am not an expert in this field at all. I'm just reading it as a piping fan. Just thinking, there's a huge bank account there. You know, could it, could it not happened even just for one year? You know, and then during that 12 months, take that financial hit. But during that 12 months, be on the lookout for another, you know, trustee or someone who could possibly run it in future, you know? Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is stuff that Rab got wrong, but that's my opinion. I've always been criticized for not giving opinions, so there you go. That was mine. Whenever I first read that thing about the 300 all grand, yeah, that was that. Uh, so the report on pipestrums.com does go on and talk about prize money and different things. Uh, one of the suggestions, actually, that's going to be talked about at the RSPBA AGM is, number one, there was a suggestion for a change And judging, now this one was really quite interesting. The suggestion actually came from RSPBA Northern Ireland branch, where they're calling for two ensemble judges. Now this is something we've played with here on Rabshow, we've talked about this before. Um, So yeah, the two ensemble judge idea. So you would have one ensemble judge who would be a certified piping judge with an ensemble qualification, and then you would also have a drumming judge as well, with an ensemble qualification. Do you get what I'm saying? So you'll have two ensemble judges, but they both have their feet in the piping and drumming camp. Do you know what I mean? So it's more of a 
it's more of a balance, I would argue. Because there has been, in the, the past, we have talked about this, where if you have an ensemble judge on the field who is a drummer and is a sort of certified drumming judge, but on the day has to wear an ensemble hat rather than a drumming hat, uh, well, obviously, he's going to be in that circle. And what he's going to be listening for is the drummers. He may not be an expert in piping and maybe not 100% clear as to what he should be listening to. And uh, so would focus on what he knows, which would be the drumming. So there has been that argument. The same could be said vice versa. If you get an ensemble judge who's a piper, may not know what's going on exactly in the drumming line, etc., etc. So this suggestion by RSPBA Northern Ireland kind of solidifies the idea that we were kind of mucking about with here on Rab Show. The, the fact that you could have two piping judges, a drumming judge, and then two ensemble judges in the circle was really quite intriguing. It's quite an interesting idea, and one of which I'm going to throw my opinion out there. Yeah, I think this could work really well. Now, the way that the you know the points and everything would work out is that the two ensemble judges, their scores would be combined to give you one ensemble uh, total, right? So you have two ensemble judges, their points will be combined, you'll have that combined total, which will be your ensemble total, and that'll help. Yeah, whenever you're talking about placings. So you, we've heard quite often on the show that bands get placed on ensemble preference. So, yeah, if you're now going to be placed on ensemble preference, that doesn't just come from one judge in this suggestion. It comes from two. So that is interesting. So I think this, honestly, is a fantastic idea. All right? I'm going to throw myself out there. <laughs> I told you this is going to be a spicy podcast this week. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a cracking idea. And one of which I'm certainly all for, even if it was just to be used on an experimental basis to see exactly how it would work, you know, before setting it in stone. Absolutely. I'd be up for a pilot of that to see how it works, first of all. But I think it's a cracking idea. Uh, now, obviously, for a lot of major competitions, this would mean having to secure an additional judge and making sure that you have one piping, one drumming. Uh, to take care of the ensemble rather than oh, have two, two drumming judges, for example, or two piping judges doing an ensemble. You have to have a combination of both. That's really interesting. One of which I think yeah, it's a fantastic idea. We've talked about it here in the show before. We've even talked before, about before even possibly including another judge in there to judge the midsections or bass sections uh, to judge the bass and tenors. Um, so that could be talked about as well i guess but yeah there you go two ensemble judges that's really quite interesting yeah now there's also according to this report on pipesdrums.com i think this one got people really angry here this is where the anger's coming from folks <clears throat> and then i'll finish with the kicker uh the board of directors are yeah they're asking for allowances to be paid again for services rendered again now, I think back in 2019, the idea of paying an allowance to directors for their attendance at competitions was suggested and it was smacked down by pipe bands uh, and memberships saying, no, it was a terrible idea and they didn't want it. And that was it. So that, well, it's back again. And I think by reading this report by pipestrums.com, there is a full page worth of a submission as to why the board of directors believe that they should be paid on an allowance. And uh, um, just don't know about that one. 
Uh, we do know that judges, of course, get a fee. Uh, we know that stewards and other people, of course, uh, on the day do get their expenses covered. We know that a lot of people get their travel and all the rest. But this is all on top of that. This is not expenses. This is an allowance, an attendance allowance, if you wish. Uh, so a lot of directors who will be there on the day of a competition uh, will also be, you know, as well as getting their their food and drink, their access to the venue, their travel, all taken care of, their expenses, uh, but they'll also be getting an allowance on top of that under this suggestion. Now, this is up for vote again. This is the second time that this is up. Um, now, I'm not an expert on how charities are, you know, are arranged or everything and who should be paid, who shouldn't be paid, all of that, of course. I'm not an expert in this, but whenever I read this on pipesdrums.com, wondering... Okay, why? Why are they looking for an alliance to attend competitions? Uh, whenever you consider a lot of bandsmen and women who are out there on the competition field every weekend at these major competitions that all pay their flights, play their hotels, they get their uniforms, their drums, their pipes, their instruments, all of that, they that's all out of their own pocket. There's no support really there. Um, but yet where the directors are... Yeah, they're asking for an allowance to attend events so they could walk home with some cash in their pocket, I guess. I don't know. That one kind of did stick in my throat a little bit. I haven't read what's in the submission or or anything like that, but the impression I'm getting here from pipestrums.com is that this alliance was turned down initially uh, by a membership saying, no, that we're not paying allowances to directors for attending at pipe band competitions. And here it is again, but this time it's more of a beefy uh, submission uh, with even more detail as to why they should be paid an allowance. Very interesting. Anyway, uh, so yeah, y- you can take that as you will, but that's what got a lot of people angry. Uh, whenever they read that suggestion that this old chestnut has reared its head again, mm, that didn't really rub people the right road. Uh, so that plus the next news story, we have talked about this on Rab Show here before. This is the one that has a lot of people really quite furious. And uh, we'll close on this one, I guess. This is the one that prompted the word of the week. (laughs) We are talking about the position of vice chair in the RSPBA. And we did mention it, that John Hughes was back again. John Hughes, after announcing his retirement, has now returned. And he has been nominated for the position of vice chair. Now, this motion was proposed by the London and South England branch and has also been seconded by John Hughes' own home branch, the Lothian and Borders. Uh, So, yeah, he's in the running for vice chair. Now, we do know that John Hughes served as vice chair of the organisation, of course, for a number of years. And, yeah, the reason why this is controversial at all is John Hughes was in that role and was notably part of the overseeing of the controversial... uh, Yeah... (laughs) RSPBA HQ, we're mentioning it again. Yeah, the refurb of their big headquarters in Washington Street in Glasgow. Yeah, John Hughes was at the helm at that time as vice chair. Well, whenever he stepped down and retired, that was the end of an era, I suppose, and we've moved on since then. However, John Hughes has now been nominated back for that position, and a lot of people are really quite angry about it. Not entirely sure... You know, everyone seems to have their own different reasons why they're angry about this, and Rab Show correspondence will certainly, you know, yeah, that pays testament to that. But yeah, a lot of people not happy with the return of John Hughes. Now, 
my own opinion on this one is that I don't really have a dog in the fight with this one. <laughs> As a podcaster, I guess, we've been reporting on this story and John Hughes is always a name that always seems to creep to the top of the story when we're looking at this. Every time we mention the RSPBA headquarters redevelopment and the spending of that $1.5 million, uh, yeah, John was always a name that always sort of crept into the conversation. And we do know that he was very heavily involved during that controversial time. We have dedicated three or four episodes on the topic now at this point. And so whenever we announced that John had actually retired, uh, we do know that there was glowing articles published about him on Piping Press and stuff. And, you know, there was a, there was a lot of fond farewells. Uh, but now he's back. It did come as a bit of a surprise for a lot of folks. We didn't expect this. And a lot of people really quite angry about it. So, yeah, my opinion is that I don't really have a dog in the fight uh, for this. Uh, so I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I do see it as being quite shocking, actually, you know, for being involved in such a controversial time and such a controversial topic, which still has ramifications today. Yeah, it's just odd, I guess. Odd timing and shocking as a result as well. So... Yeah, I guess on the 11th of March, as people get a chance to talk about all of these things that I've mentioned here on the news and updates, I guess we'll see what happens at the annual general meeting. Will John Hughes get voted back into that big position of vice chair? Uh, Will we see the potential of two ensemble judges in the circle judging on a competition? Uh, There's that, plus there was a a raft of other uh, changes and uh, rule changes and things like that has been suggested as well. I just didn't cover them here because there's way too many to mention. Uh, But there will be a lot of conversation at the upcoming AGM. And honestly, it is a vitally important meeting for a lot of different reasons. Now, we did say 2022 would be an important year and you would need to attend your AGM for that. And a lot of you did. And we did see quite a successful season, I would argue. You know, we did rebuild our piping scene after two years of nothing. And I have to say, the standard of musicianship on display is just a testament to the amount of hard work that everyone put in, I guess. So, I guess now that we have opened the gates again, we have got the grass back under our brogues again, now it's time to develop it now. So, we've got, yeah, we've rebuilt, we've rediscovered all of it, reconnected, all that stuff that RSPBA Northern Ireland talked about. Uh, but now, every beat, every flourish, every note, exact. that's it. That's what we're all about now, I guess. So, yeah, time for us to develop what we have and improve it and make it sing. I was hoping that 2023 would be an absolutely blistering season filled with piping and drumming action. And I would be, yeah, have loads to talk about. But, of course... What I'm talking about now, in March 23, is the cancellation of the British Championships, the possible voting in of John Hughes as Vice Chair, and, well, I suppose there is one positive. We've got loads of money on the bank. Hmm. There you go. Uh, So, but yeah, the the Board of Directors are wanting an allowance out of that, so that's to be factored in. Anyway, it just kind of sticks in people's throat, I guess, you know, following the cancellation of a major championship. And the directors have a full page worth of, we want we want paid. We want our allowance, please. I don't know. Anyway, that's my opinions. That's this week's news and updates, I guess. I am sure that a lot of people out there will be furious with what I've just had to say. And uh, will probably, no doubt, be angrily emailing me in right now. BigRabShow at gmail.com. 
I have to say, the opinions and uh, all of that that are <laughs> given on this week's podcast are that of me and not of the Big Rab Show team or any of our associated sponsors. Disclaimer, there you are. All right, so if you do have any of your own strong opinions or thoughts and feelings, of course, you can let us have it on Weekly Drone. That's over there, bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone, or indeed our, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Okay, go. I threw it all out there. And, uh, yeah, I have to be honest. The I know we kind of joked about it, about it, you know, word of the week and all that stuff. But there is honestly a palpable anger with the, the pipe band scene out there with how everything is being handled since 2019, I guess. Uh, throughout the course of the pandemic, very little could be done about it, I guess, because we weren't essentially on the grass. But now we're back on the grass and we're starting to th- see things kind of roll back to what they were. So many people are furious, and uh, yeah, our very email box has anything to do with, yeah, people are absolutely livid. Um, so, hi, hey, we just had to reflect it in this week's show. I know I've given my own opinions there as well, and I, yeah, I don't know. You guys can let me have it in the comments, I guess. <laughs> there we go. All right, well, as always, uh, yeah, we should fly on, but I just wanted to give a mention there to the Northeast Florida Games. Yeah, we got the results on that from those, and I just wanted to give a mention to the Charleston Pipe Band. It came out on top there in grade four. Well done, guys. So, yeah, for more details, we've published those uh, summary sheets there from the Northeast Florida Games uh, on the Rab Show social media. There you are. You can go and check that out. Also, I forgot to mention, actually, when we were talking about new drums, uh, Pit Lockery and Blair Athol Pipe Band uh, have a brand new set of Premier Drums as well. Uh, they actually got these from the Fife Polis. Yeah, remember at the time we were saying that Fife Polis were selling their drums? Well, yeah, shout out to Pit Lockery and Blair Athol who managed to purchase them. So, hey, we're going to see them back on the grass again. Awesome stuff. Shout out to Pit Lockery and Blair Athol. Yeah, good luck with your new drums, guys. They're, yeah, they're cracking, aren't they? Oh, and I did mention as well in What's the Crack that there's a brand new book from Stephen McWhorter. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm sure you folks out there are bound to have heard of the Inverary recording of their concert, A Night in That Land. Of course you do. So, yeah, if you go to drummingondemand.com, Stephen McWhorter has released a book and a video series, actually, on drum scores from that recording. So, if you are interested in that, and let's face it, why wouldn't you be, uh, you can go along and check it out where you can, yeah, get access to all of the actual written scores, but also video instructionals from Stephen as to how to play these. So, again, that's drummingondemand.com. Go and have a look at those. And Yeah, A Night in That Land... Honestly, it's just an iconic recording at this point. It's pretty much every Fuse FM show now at this point where I'm playing uh, recordings from it. So, yeah, they have the drum scores, of course, from the Pipe Major's Nightmare, the Fiddler's Rally. We have Wally Gray, uh, the Old Woman's Dance Hornpipe, which I loved by the was fantastic. Uh, we also have, well, let me see, Brenda Murphy's Jig. That was great. The Waltz and, of course, the Jig of Slurs, which is one of my favorite sets on there. Uh, yep, there's a lot, a lot there. So, yeah, Stephen McWhorter has published it all as a book and video series, drummingondemand.com. Go and check that out. Yeah, definitely worth the price of purchase there for sure. Oh, also, I have to briefly mention and give them a shout out, actually, to the Isle of Sky pipe band, who are over in the United States at the moment on their travels. Yeah, I think at the moment they're actually in southern Arizona. I think is that right? 
thanks to the Mesa Caledonia pipe band, I think they're even going to be taking part in the Phoenix Games. If I'm right in saying that, and I'm not sure exactly the the yeah the proper name of the games. I think that's what they're over for. That, but yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to them, the Isle of Sky pipe band, who are very excited to be over there in Arizona. So if you want to go and follow them on their social, they're publishing all sorts of great photographs and stuff of their adventures. And uh, I shout out to Mesa Caledonia pipe band as well. Uh, so, yeah. The Isle of Sky pipe band having the best possible time there in Arizona. Yeah, have a blast, guys. <laughs> oh, also, I know I keep going, oh, don't I? Yeah, but yeah, there is another little news story. Now, we do know in the dates for your diary that there is an upcoming tribute concert to pipe major Frank Andrews that's going to be happening in the Tully Glass Hotel in Ballymena, 20th of April. Uh, yeah, that big tribute concert featuring the Field Marshal Montgomery, uh, there is still tickets available for it. Which I can't believe. I honestly thought it was sold out at this point, but it hasn't been. So there are yeah, just a couple of tickets left. There are a handful of them, apparently. If you are interested in going to this event, then you are encouraged to grab your tickets now before they're gone. So, yeah, contact McNeilstown Pipe Band Direct, or you can go to the Tully Glass Hotel box office where you can go and grab these. Yeah, this big tribute concert's going to be one not to miss. Yeah, Field Marshal Montgomery. Whew, they can put on a show. So there you are. That's coming around the corner, 20th of April. I'm looking forward to that one. Alrighty. Well, I think that's pretty much it for all the news and updates this week. Again, some very strong opinions featured and um, given, I guess. Uh, so take it for what it's worth. Pinch of salt and all of that. But you can draw your own conclusions. And if you do have own, your own opinions, of course, you can always send them in to us. BigRabShowGmail.com. I have no doubt we're going to get a slew of emails after this episode, boys. But hey, there you go. There you go. I have to give opinions at some point, don't I? <laughs> Alrighty, well, hi. <laughs> McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. Right, time to get pen and paper ready. Here's some dates for your diary. As previously mentioned, of course, this weekend is the Kids with Cancer charity night in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. Yep, 4th of March. Yeah, if you haven't got that date in your diary already, I don't know why you haven't. But yeah, this weekend, Kids with Cancer Night, uh, 4th of March. I really can't wait for this. Yeah, stupidly excited. I might have mentioned it before. Uh, so, But yes, another date for your diary. The 11th of March, the Great Bands of Ulster concert will be kicking off in the Struel Arts Centre. This will feature Matt Boyd Memorial and the Field Marshal Montgomery. So for more information, you can go to the Struel Arts Centre box office and grab your tickets. That's on the 11th of March. 
Also, on the 11th of March is the RSPBA Annual General Meeting. Yes, the AGM, the big one, where we are expecting to hear about plenty of changes and perhaps some fireworks as well. Now, this is going to be a hybrid meeting, so you'll be able to join online and in person, and your band secretary should have all of that information to hand. 11th of March, get that written down. This is going to be incredibly important. So, 11th of March, RSPBA, AGM. Mm. Right. 23rd of March, we have the RCS BMUS Piping Degree Showcase. This will be at, at the Piping Centre. Tickets are a tenner, are available through the Piping Centre's website, and as far as I'm aware, they may well be a live stream of this as well, so you might be able to tune in online. But for full information, of course, you can go to the Piping Centre's website for more details. 23rd of March. On the 24th of March, the following day, we have the Mickey Dilly Charity Night, which is the night at the races. going to be held at the Glen Bar in Derry. Uh, so, yeah, this is all to raise money for the Headway Charity. 24th of March, get that in your diary, folks. All right, another more, a few more dates here just to add. The Chicago Pipe Band are celebrating their 20th anniversary by throwing a huge concert. This will be on the 1st of April in the Niles Memorial VFW. There you are. So shout out to the Chicago Pipe Band celebrating the 20th anniversary with a huge concert. 1st of April. Also on the 1st of April, we have the Ruffo Pipe Band who are having a tractor run, doing a spot of fundraising there. So shout out to the Ruffo Pipe Band. 1st of April. Also on the 1st of April is the Balamoney Tattoo. Yeah, that's running actually 31st of March and the 1st of April and will be hosted by yours truly, by me. Uh, so if you want to head along to that, the Balamoney Charity Tattoo, is, yeah, it's going to be drawing in quite a huge audience actually. Ticket sales for that's been going quite well. So that's even more dates for your diary. There you are. Alrighty, so that'll pretty much wrap it up then for Dates for Your Diary. A lot there uh, for you to scribble down and a lot to be at over the next few weeks, I guess. Um, But yeah, we've got a topic of the week to be at, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so you guessed it. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnut, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Ah yes, time for Topic of the Week, and you might have guessed by the title of this week's episode, yes, we're going to be talking to Derek Medsley of the Competing Pipers Association. Now, what exactly are the Competing Pipers Association, you might ask? Yeah, we're about to get into all of that, but we thought that this would be a valuable conversation to have on this week's podcast, because we know that, well, obviously, we've just had the All-Ireland solos here, and, well, just a few weeks ago, and now we're gearing up for the Ulsters. The Ulster solos are just around the corner, and we know there's a plethora of other solo events that are going to be happening this incoming year, so, yeah, we wanted to find out more about this competing Pipers Association, and exactly how it all works, 
We do know a lot of folk out there listening to the pod right now that might well want to be involved with the CPA but have no idea what they do, how to get involved, and how, you know, the, the league system and how all of that works. So, yeah, no better opportunity than right now, I guess, to catch up with the president and, uh, yeah, find out exactly how this all works. So, let's welcome Derek to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, the president of the CPA. Derek, how are you, sir? Are you well? Very well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Oh, well, here, it's good to have you on the show because we've got a pile of questions <laughs> to ask you. So I'm going to be shining a light in your face, <laughs> interrogating you. Well, it's exciting. I hope I can uh, rise to the challenge. <laughs> oh, well, here, absolutely. So tell me about the Competing Pipers Association. What is it, first of all? Sure. Um, it's a group of solo pipers based in uh, Scotland, and uh, it started in 1976. Uh, I'm reading off our website just now because I wasn't alive then. Uh, 1976, (laughs) the Northern Meeting, it was founded uh, at the Caledonian Hotel in Inverness. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, the reason why it was founded, I've been told many, many a time, was that there is a large, huge number of players who are competing in the gold medal the coveted gold medal for all solo Peabrook players. And I don't know exactly what the number was. Some say 40, some say 60, something within that. And it went from 9 a.m. to like 10 p.m. And that was untenable, having a contest lasting. I can't even think of the judges, never mind the play, the players and judges. It was yeah, that's a crazy. long day. Yeah, absolutely. Long way of Peabrook, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the Pipers apparently got together and said – enough's enough and we're going to organize ourselves uh, because before then there was not really an organization that segmented anything in Scottish solo piping. And they decided to create a grading structure to, to figure out who was actually gold medal level. And then we, I believe uh, very quickly made a silver medal, which can be confusing to many non-pipers when you say you won someone won the silver medal and they're like that's second place. No, it was a whole separate contest <laughs> uh, in the in the lineage of the of the gold medal. Yeah. And um, ever since then, we've had a blossoming grading structure. Um, and to this day, uh, it really is how piping has evolved. Um, the grades help you get into the silver and then the gold medal. And then uh, once you win it, you're, of course, in the senior Peabrick at Oban and the clasp at Inverness, which everyone wants to be. And if you win that, of course, then you get to the get to participate and play in the Glenfiddich, which is just uh, awesome. So mm-hmm. there you more are. or less, more or less, that's what happened in the 70s. And Scottish solo piping finally had a structure to it. I see. And that's where the CPA comes in, because that is that structure where it all sits under. Yeah. So can I ask then for anyone? Well, probably the majority of this interview right now is to ask you what we've been getting questions from solo pipers wanting to know, first of all, what is the CPA? And then second of all, uh, should I get involved? How do I get involved? You know, for players who have been playing at various different solo events, you know, throughout the country, uh, you know, does being a part of the cpa is is it important for solo players yeah absolutely uh that's a great question um it's important i think uh, especially if you want to build up a 
definable, quantifiable track record to get to participate and play in Oban and Inverness, uh, the Argosh Gathering and the Northern Meeting. As an, Amer as an American uh, in playing in North America all my life, I've always lived under the idea of a grading structure. So from our very beginning grades at the youngest of levels uh, to professional grades, we don't have the similar uh, similarity to what you guys might have, which is a um, under 18, under 15, under 21, something like that. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're jumping into the professional grade. Uh, e even now, I believe the Piping Center runs the CLASP series for amateur pipers. And that may not be as big of a thing in Scotland and Ireland, um, but it may become so. Uh, let's hope more piping, the better. Yeah. But as far as joining the organization, the Competing Piper Association, uh, I think it's a good thing. That's the company line. But really what it does is help organize so that any piper can play against someone else of his or her relative level. I mean, it's fantastic to play against in an open contest, the best in the world. Whoever shows up, it's, it's, it's a great history of, of piping in Scotland, Ireland. However, it, it's also better to play in some cases in, a, in the against the like qualitative players. So yes. we try to grade people and we try to facilitate um, having people play in appropriate grades. I see. Well, that naturally brings me on to my next question then, grading, uh, because yeah. that can be quite confusing here in the UK, as you mentioned, age groups. Um, and sometimes it even goes on your level of success as well. Like I'm talking about my own experience. If you win the All-Ireland Championships, you get bumped up a grade. And if you win the All-Ireland again, you get bumped up another grade. So it depends on your success, if that makes sense. Um, so I, how does the grading work for the CPA for folks who are beginners, intermediates? Where does it great all... question again. Yeah. It's, it can seem opaque, definitely, from the outside looking in. And we have a fantastic team who does the grading every year. But basically, the grading reflects a halfway house between a absolute ranking and a relative ranking to help everyone get into the right uh, group, if you like, that are eligible to play in the silver and the gold medal. Uh, we've mentioned that before, of course, but we're entire grading. Our entire organization is trying to facilitate the best pipers to, to be playing every August at uh, Oban and Inverness. I see. So that's kind of, that's the, the milestone that everyone is reaching for that silver and gold medal. And then your grading kind of falls under that then really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes it can feel that the grading is a little bit um, archaic, but really all of our the letter grades P, A, B, C uh, really is designed to support those two meet. We call them the meetings, uh, the Northern Meeting and the Argyleshire Gathering yes. to support the best players for them. So we, each of us receive two grades, one for Peabrook and one for light music. Uh, they can go up, they can go down. Again, some people might be more angry if they go down, unfortunately. But at the same time, it's not just you get it and you keep it. It's it's what I was saying, a relative ranking as well, like perhaps tennis or golf. And I don't know enough about that to continue the metaphor. But I do know that it's against uh, how well you did that year. So every year we submit as Pipers a track record. If you did well, you go up. If you didn't do as well, you might go down. So we do our very best to make sure everyone is appropriately graded uh, so that they have the best chance to succeed. 
I see. So as part of your application process, then you have to basically send in recordings and things like an audition of such then, Derek? Yeah. You can do. Um, we, we recommend, especially if you're not, you know, too well known. Uh, if you are well known, we do, do, you know, people know people. It's a small community. Yeah. All things considered. And uh, obviously if something prestigious events, prestigious prizes are taken into account. Uh, absolutely. And it's all evaluative. Did you do well in a field, in a large field or a small field against good players or bad players? And again, we're trying to make sure everyone gets the fairest shake possible. Mm. But again, this is all a relative to if you win the silver medal, the gold medal, then your grade does go up. And our grading reflects that. So again, we're trying to support rather than um, directly dictate any kind of grading ourselves. I see. That makes perfect sense, actually. Now, And this is coming from a drummer. There you go. Um, <laughs> so can I ask you then about the league table as well? It's been something we've been reading out at the end of each year. Uh, we talk about who will, he came out on top each year. You know, we always read those results. But can you explain those to, to us? Like, where did those come from? What is the league table made up of? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, the league table, where it came from, I have the, haven't the foggiest idea. It's it sort of, <laughs> when I became a member, it was there and it's been there ever since. What it does, simply put, is to help track the overall year-on-year result for all of our CPA-graded contests. Right, okay. It's a nice thing to chase. It's a nice thing to uh, to win, if you like. We have, I believe we have a trophy for that. Um, and it supports your grading, of course. <clears throat> However, yep. the CPA might have I think this year is going to be 10 or 12 contests that we sanction. So we support games. And uh, for instance, we run one as well, the Duncan Johnston contest coming up uh, in March, actually. Mm -hmm. So you might score, you might win that. And of course, that's a fantastic result, but you also get points towards the overall win in the league table. So it gives a bigger picture of the overall success as well as an individual one that you might have at any individual contest. I see. That's interesting. Yeah, that's something. Again, I'm drawing comparisons with the drumming world. Drumming world doesn't have well, that. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the bands do, right? I recall. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, in, in the Great One Circuit, you know, champion of champions. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's overshadowed by the World Championship result itself. So yeah. everyone might say, "Oh, champion of champions," but it's like, well, actually, who won the world? There you go. So that's kind of what we're <laughs> stuck between as well. Yeah, absolutely. So. I have to say, for folks listening right now, I, I can't urge you enough to go to the website. There's a lot of great, useful information on here, along with the history as well. Uh, Derek, as you were talking there earlier, uh, it does give you a bit of the origin story. But there's a question on the website. I noticed this news story here about the bronze medal. Um, yes. That's been talked about. It mentions here that it's for Peabrook competition. Does that include light music or is it only for Peabrook well, it's just at this time, the Peabrick contest. Um, right. We started this last year. It was the first inaugural year, and mm-hmm. we'll be continuing this year. Again, the um, weekend in between Oban and Inverness, we're, we're having it again. Yeah. And the exact same thing uh, our team felt happened in the silver medal as it did in the 70s with the gold medal. Mm-hmm. We felt that there was such a backlog of players whom, whether Scottish or international, again, North Americans, uh, New Zealanders, Australians, what have you, mm-hmm. there's such a backlog in the silver medal, we were seeing 40, 45, 50 people applying for the 25 spots of the silver medal. Now, that's for Oban and Inverness to decide 
who who gets in. But then again, for the CPA members, you have 25 potentially members that don't have a meaningful PROC contest. It's so much easier if you understand that you can squeeze in five or 10 extra people playing an MSR. It goes by so much quicker than, of course, PROC. Yeah. So the decision was made and, and we were able to put together the, the project to start the bronze medal. And hopefully that can give the next 25 or 40 people a meaningful contest uh, to play in during August, during that time of year when everyone's for over for the solos. Mm-hmm. And for the next, hopefully knock on wood, 20, 30, 40 years, that will provide something to people to work towards as well. And then you win that, that gets you automatic entry into the silver medal. So that helps skip the queue um, the rest of the season. We wanted to make that something in the same lineage as the bronze and, uh, sorry, the silver and the gold medal. There you go. So it does give those pipers something to shoot for, really, you know? Yeah. Yes. I I, I think we can all agree. I'm not sure... um, what everyone thinks, of course, but I think the piping has been getting much more popular in a good way. And 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 what, what I'm saying is there's so many more good players. And that backlog, if you like, has hit a bit of a of, of a hard spot. How many people can get in the silver? Of course, it's capped at 25. So yeah. we gotta do something. We gotta do we gotta help. And and our first step here was making the bronze medal. I don't know what the next step is. We're still figuring out, you know, make sure it all stabilizes and what have you but uh, yeah just trying to give the next group of people a chance and the next group uh without seeming like it's um inflationary uh, the bronze medal of course was the next natural step so and may i put everyone's fears uh at bay no there won't be any tin or aluminium <laughs> or anything like that no that's yeah. <laughs> not, not nonsense so Oh, there you go. So that, I don't know. I think it's a fantastic idea, a concept, and one of which that has been in existence for years. And obviously it works. So can I ask then for anyone listening right now to the pod is maybe thinking to themselves, oh, I'll maybe go and look at the website and I might think about getting signed up to this. You know, uh, have you any words of advice for players? Well, please do. And and honestly, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can. We have a great team throughout Scotland, Ireland, Canada, New Zealand of our uh, committee members. If there are any of your listeners or, or watchers that want to join or even have ideas on how to make it better, I mean, we're all in this together and if we can move the ball forward inch by inch, uh, I am more than happy to, to whatever we can do to make piping better, whether that's a contest, a club, a community, however we can grow it, please join and and, and help the team. I appreciate it. Ah, oh, fantastic stuff. So for anyone out there who has aspirations of lifting that gold medal and treading the boards at Glenfiddich, this is your way to do it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for. And and if we if people want more than that, well, let's let's expand it in different ways. It doesn't have to be about just competing. I think it can be more than that as a bigger community, but whatever people yeah. want. Oh, smashing stuff. Well, Derek, thanks so much for taking time to chat with us on the pod this week. And we wish you every success. Uh, no doubt we'll see you on the grass at some point this incoming year. Yeah. You're looking forward to this Thank season? You. I, I'll, very much so. I hope to be, I'll be over, of course, for August. And uh, hope to see everyone and uh, look forward to a great another year. Oh, indeed. Can't wait. Derek, thanks so much for chatting with us this week. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Brilliant. There you are. So hopefully now you're a little bit wiser as to what the CPA 
are and what they do. The Competing Pipers Association. So, yeah, huge thank you there to Derek for joining us on the pod this week and uh, giving us a bit of an explanation as to the workings of all of it and how it all shakes down. If you do uh, want more information on that, of course, you can go to their website, competingpipers.com. All of their information is up there along with grading, all the various competitions and how to enter them and how to join and pay dues, all that sort of stuff. It's up there now on their website, uh, competingpipers.com. So go and check that out at your leisure. There you are. Okay, well, that's pretty much it for the topic of the week. And uh, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Of course, this weekend is the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. I might have mentioned it before, at least a dozen times by now, possibly. Uh, But, yeah, we are so stupidly excited for this upcoming weekend's charity event. It's just going to be insane. So we do hope to see you there in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown, of course. And, yes, I'll be running about with a microphone in hand. And, yeah, you can be rest assured that next week's podcast podcast will be brought to you from an on-the-ground report from the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. I'm very much looking forward to it. Hoping to raise a lot of money for charity and also have some, yeah, blistering bagpiping as well. Really looking forward to that. So, be sure to join us on next week's pod because it'll be all sorts of action that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, can you tell? I'm a little bit excited for it. All right. As always, if there's anything we've talked about on this show or any of our previous shows, then please do email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and let us know your opinions. Or, of course, if you want to do it anonymously, you can send us in your own weekly drone, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you can go and let us have it completely anonymously. Don't forget, you can always support us over there on Patreon. If you do like what you hear and you would like to get your hands on a load of extra stuff, then you can. Yeah, go over there to Patreon, be part of the Patreon faithful, and you get your mitts on loads of extra stuff. There you are. All right, folks, I'm out the door. Thank you all for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget to tell your mates about our wee show, about what we do over here, talking about our love of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. Until next week, folks, we'll see you in Cookstown for the charity night, and then we'll catch you back here on the Rab Show pod next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.